guys, welcome back to Revive School. Here we are in Revelation chapter 9. Kevin, why is it not called Revelations? Because it's only one revelation to John. There's only one revelation, and it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. And how does Christ reveal himself in the end? I mean, think about it. The first chapter is about the revelation of Christ, the vision of Christ that John has. Chapters 2 and 3 are about the seven churches, right? In talking about the things that they've done good, things that they've done bad, things that they've done bad, things that they've done bad, <laughs> right? You know, and then maybe a sandwich of good, right? You know, so you have this whole thing here. And then really when you get into four and five, you get this throne room mentality and five getting ready for the Lamb of God. And then six through 22, you guys, is this crazy picture of this revelation about how Christ is going to show up uh, to his people. When I say his people, to the Jews and to the Gentiles in different contexts and different environments. And so I think, and I should say this, and unbelievers. I mean, that's really a, a, a large part of this, actually. In fact, so, Kevin, we have a chart here that we're going to go to here. And, you know, uh, this is us taking, I love saying this, 30 different charts and saying this works for us. Uh, we've attempted, that's why we have a suggested timeline, because <laughs> we don't really know. But based on scripture, this is our, our attempt to say, hey, this is what it looks like. So tribulation, it's a big word. Okay, it, it consists of seven years, seven years where six seals are unpacked. Jesus is actually opening up the scroll. Okay, and literally each seal releases the Antichrist, war, economic crisis, famine, people being killed. And then, you know, sun and the moon and the stars all being changed, darkened, lessened, all of this stuff. This is all taking place. Then here's what you have. Okay, Kevin, the last Three and a half years of the seven years is called the Great Tribulation. In that Great Tribulation, we're going to get to that actually even into tomorrow. These two witnesses, uh, actually we'll get into that I think in two, time, two, two days, about these witnesses showing up. But I want you to understand something. When the, Antichrist, when the Great Tribulation starts, you'll know this. We're going to get into that, okay, a little bit later this week, is when the Antichrist actually, it's called the Abomination of Desolation. It's when he puts himself into what we would call the third temple, okay, some kind of an earthly temple in Jerusalem, and he says, hey, I'm God. The Antichrist says, I'm God. That's going to take place in the last three and a half years, okay? We're going to get into some of these pictures, but this is kind of the image that we have. Now, six seals have happened. There's still one more. The seventh seal is open. Jesus himself opens this up. As he opens this up, you guys, there's a pause, right? See this? There's a pause and then here you have angels. Yesterday we talked through this, okay? Kevin, how many, how many angels have we talked about so far? Four of the seven. Four of the seven, because there are a total of seven trumpets. Each trumpet, okay, that blasts is a warning about something that's coming, okay? So we've already gone through four, okay? The first trumpet talks about fires. Remember this, a third this, a third this, a third this, and then uh, all of the grass, right? It's going to be burned up. That's kind of important because we'll get into some things that Tom points out. Number two, one of the trumpets is all of the seas are going to be polluted, right? And when we say polluted, we're talking about through blood, right? Ships are going to be destroyed. Living creatures are going to be destroyed. Trumpet three says the fresh water, rivers, lakes, fresh water is going to be contaminated, okay? This is all comes from Revelation chapter eight, Okay. Six seals have already been opened, okay? We already know that there's been 144,000 Jewish evangelists that have been sealed. They're virgins. We'll get into that in a little bit this week. And then here you have, do you guys remember this? Uh, it's going to get worse. The fourth trumpet blows, right? 
uh, and says, The fourth angel blew his, uh, his trumpet, a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, a third of the stars. Uh, and then it says, A third of the day was out light and night as well. And then it goes into verse 13. And then in this, right? And so really, I mean, you can say, uh, I should say when it says it's going to get worse, uh, I should put nature changes. So in that, you see all these things take place. Then you hear an eagle literally flying by and he says, whoa, whoa, whoa to those who live on the earth because the remaining trumpet blasts that the three angels are about to sound. So now that's where we go today. The reason I want to keep building this is you guys is one, two, three and four. The angels have already blown their trumpets. We know there's a total of seven. Now, the fifth trumpet comes into play. okay, and that's where you're going to see in verse one of Revelation nine, verse one. Fifth trumpet says this. The fifth angel blew his trumpet and I saw a star. That had fallen from heaven to earth. Now, this sounds like a little bit like the wormwood start, right? Just think about that. Just a little bit of a wormwood comes in and poisons the water. Fresh water is contaminated. So there's a little bit of a similar language. But I want you to read this. This is an unbelievable picture. I saw a star that had fallen from heaven to earth. The key to the shaft of the abyss, okay, was given to him. Continues on into verse 2. He opened the shaft of the abyss and smoke came up out of the shaft like smoke from a great furnace so that the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke from the shaft. All right, let me back up. Okay, I really should read all the way through 12 just so you know because the fifth trumpet portrays verses really 1 through 12. Okay, back up to the first verse, Kevin. Okay, you have a star that's falling from where? Heaven earth. It's an interesting perspective. So what's this star? Okay. Some people, I'm going to give you three options. Most theologians would say it fits into these categories. Okay. The first one is, is it could be uh, based on verse 11. Okay. uh, Is that it could be, um, let me just say this. Some would say it could be a demon. Okay. I'll get into all this context. Some would say uh, that it's Satan himself. Third option would be an angel serving God. Demons, Satan, an angel serving God. Now, think about this, okay? Uh, I would probably lean towards Satan, okay? But I'm giving you your options. Here's where I want to go with this. Think about this language. Can you read, uh, Kevin, Luke, can you go to Luke 10, verse 18? Here's just an image, okay? Luke 10, verse 18. He said to him, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a lightning flash. That's just a, and interesting, this is Christ talking, correct? And he says, I saw, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a lightning flash. This sure fits this image of a star falling from heaven to earth. Is it the only one? Absolutely not. Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. <clears throat> it says, shining morning star, how you have fallen from the heavens. You destroyer of nations. You've been cut down to the ground. Verse 13 You said to yourself, I will ascend to the heavens. I will set up my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of God's assemblies in the remotest parts of the north. I will ascend above the highest clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Yes, this is talking about a king, but yes, this is talking about Satan. It's that, yes, I'm talking about the situation, current timeline in Isaiah, but oh, he's painting a bigger picture. So really 12, 13 and 14 is talking about how how literally Satan fell, right? Attempting to uh, reach God's status and then he fell. Uh, if you want to go to Ezekiel 28, 12, 13, 14, and 15. 12, 13, 14, and 15. Ezekiel 28, it says this. Son of man, lament for the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the Lord God says. You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and beauty, imperfect in beauty. 
You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every kind of precious stone covered you. Carnelian, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald. Your mountings and settings were crafted in gold. They were prepared on the day you were created. You were an anointed guardian cherub, for I had appointed you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked among the fiery stones. And then in verse 15, for the day you were created, you were blameless in your ways until wickedness was found in you. These are two incredible pictures of a possible painting of literally Satan himself. And so when you see back in Revelation 9, you see how, it, again, there's this image of that he was once here, right, in the heavens, and then he has fallen. He's fallen because of pride. He wanted to be God's status himself. So here's what's happened. The key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. Now, how is, this is interesting, who holds the key to Hades? Jesus does. Jesus holds the keys. So now look at this. It says the key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. So literally, from what I can see in Revelation 9, Somehow Jesus hands the key, I think this is what you can go with, to the shaft of the abyss that's given to him, to literally the pit of the abyss, to the bottomless pit. Why? So that, look at it says in verse 2, so he opened the shaft of the abyss and smoke came up out of the shaft like smoke from a great furnace, so that the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke from the shaft. Many people would believe, again, uh, all I can do is attempt to paint a picture in this. That if this is Satan, if it is Satan, and he has a key and he's opening up the bottomless pit, what you're going to see is a vast demonic uh, host leave. You're going to see the demonic realm literally leave the pit, the abyss. Why? Because he's going to release all hell on earth. And so maybe some theologians would say, and, and just looking at this, maybe this smoke image, you guys, could be literally the demonic host getting, uh, they're leaving. Well, and it says it's going to darken the sun and the moon that's already cut down to two thirds right. from the fifth trumpet, fourth trumpet. So what people sometimes call on the fifth trumpet is the demonic invasion. I mean, Satan knows you guys. He knows his time is short. The demons know their time is short. And so look what it says in verse three. Then locusts, I'm on the fifth trumpet. John is seeing a vision, angel blowing a trumpet, angel blowing a trumpet, angel blowing a trumpet, angel blowing a trumpet. And this is the fifth one now, angel blowing a trumpet. As he's blowing a trumpet, a star falls. The star falls, been given a key as he's falling, literally opens up the, I don't know how to describe this, a key to the abyss. The demonic then is released that we know of, that we think of. And then in verse three, it says, then locusts came out of the smoke onto the earth, and power was given to them like the power that scorpions have on the earth. Uh, this is a lot. And the reason I want to say this is, is that when people have visions and they see things, they don't always know what they see. So John could very well have seen what he thought were locusts, right? He could have, but it also could have been something else that he just didn't know how to describe. I mean, I, I, Sean, you've had dreams and visions. You've had things that you've seen. I had one that I shared with you even last week, something that I saw, but I didn't have the full interpretation. So sometimes you just release these visions, you release these dreams, and then you allow God to speak to you over the course of time. So here's what John sees. He sees locusts coming out of the smoke. And where are they coming? To the earth. And they're coming with power, you guys, that scorpions have uh, on the earth. I mean, these locusts, they literally, they, they, they come in swarms, Right. Massive swarms. And it says in verse four, these locusts were told not to harm the grass of the earth. Well, Tom, according to your point, why? Sorry, I can't remember what verse it was, but one of the 
seals, I think it was, already burned up a third. Yeah, the first one, the first trumpet, right? First trumpet burned up the grass. So, hey, don't harm the grass because there's not any. I'll just save yourself some time (laughs) or any green plant or any tree. Uh, But only people who do not have God's seal on their foreheads. (laughs) So, Kevin, they were just told to literally go after everybody except the 144,000 that have the seal of the living God on their forehead. Right. That's a pretty drastic one. And who's going to do the invading? The enemy. says in verse five, how long, how long is this trumpet going to take? Five months. By the way, it says they weren't permitted to kill them. They were just going to torment them. So all these unbelievers that don't know the Lord on the fifth trumpet are going to be tormented by locust type things or locusts. I'm okay if you even say that or the demonic. I don't know which. I just know that it's been released. And their torment is like the torment caused by a scorpion when it strikes a man. The normal lifespan, just so you know, according to John MacArthur, is really of a locust is five months from May to September. That's all the longer period of time that a locust would even have. So I think that's an interesting way. You're tormenting these non-believers and they cannot die. And in fact... It says in verse six, this is how bad it got. In those days, people would attempt to have suicide. They would seek death and will not find it. They would long to die, but death will flee from them. Literally, you guys, they would overdose on pills. They'd slit their wrists. They'd try to pull the trigger. Anything that they could do literally to kill themselves and nothing worked. Nothing for five months. It was so bad. People were fleeing from these things, just saying, I'd rather die and every time uh, suicide was unsuccessful. Normally you would celebrate when somebody said, hey, they didn't get to die because something went wrong. Like, praise the Lord, right? And in this case, nobody said They literally all wanted to die. In verse seven, it says this. Now, these are, belie- these are unbelievers that don't have the seal of the living God, correct? This is what it said. That's the instruction. Kill anybody, no, not kill them, torment them as long as they don't have the seal. It says in verse seven, now watch this. The appearance of the locusts was like horses equipped for battle. <laughs> this is why I love visions. Something like gold crowns was on their heads. So you have these little locusts, right? And they're equipped for battle like <laughs> Sean thinks. Something like gold crowns was on their heads and their faces were like men's faces. Now we're getting creepy. So you got horses, you've got gold crowns, you got their faces look like men. Oh, and don't worry, in verse eight, they had hair like women's hair. It was done. It was curled, looked great. Their teeth was like lion's teeth. Uh. And then it says in verse nine, they had chests like iron breastplates. The sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses rushing into battle. All right. Let me go back to verse seven. I, I, I could keep running on this. I want to I want to pull back just a second. There are some people I, I just I have time. I want to go there with this. Some some people say that in the demonic. OK, let's just say that this could be the, the demonic. Right. OK, we don't know that it could be actual locusts that look really weird. Crowns on their heads, men's like uh, faces like uh, men, which it all could be. <laughs> but the fact that it has gold crowns on their head. 
You know, and I know it says something like gold crowns. Some people actually come into this place and say, maybe some of these locuses have a hierarchy in the demonic. It's just an interesting thought because I, I do believe that there are, in the demonic realms, I do believe that there are hierarchies. Just like you see with angels, like Michael, who's being the archangel, right? He's a guardian angel for Israel, right? There's different levels of angels. There's no reason to believe, you guys, that there's not any different region, uh, levels for demonic. Maybe, maybe Satan is releasing like some of his best of his best. I'm just, I'm trying to paint a picture here, you guys. Like what you're seeing is is a true spiritual warfare taking place in the physical. (laughs) Like it's a full on battle from the fifth trumpet. Now what John's trying to release you guys is a picture. Some people have said this, like, well, maybe like when you're talking about, they had chests like iron breastplates. The sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses rushing into battle. Like some people say, well, he's trying to describe like literally military helicopters and, you know, um, Kevin, what some tanks, like maybe that's that some people take that stance. I actually don't have a problem with you taking that stance. It's just John trying to describe something in the future. He's trying to use all his senses to, you know, he's, he's, we've, a lot of it's been seeing and, you know, this incense was smelling. Now he's bringing the sound and, and everything into it. And so all of this is coming. And it says in verse 10, they had tails with stingers like scorpions so that with their tails, they had the power to harm people for five months. All of this description, you guys, it's a pretty unique picture. Can you go to Ephesians 6, 12? I want to take a little bit of a rabbit trail just for a second. Ephesians 6, 12. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. What I see in Ephesians 6, 12, I I think today we deal with this. This is us. I think what you see in Revelation chapter 9 is that coming to earth. Does that make sense? It's almost like the heavenlies have been released. Those things in the demonic down in in hell have been released. And everything that we sense is literally coming right here. And this can take place for the fifth trumpet for five months. Man. It says in verse 11, this is why I think that there is this hierarchy mentality. They had as their king the angel of the abyss. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon. And in Greek, he has the name Apollyon. Excuse me if I've pronounced those. But either way, you guys, in the Hebrew or in the Greek, it still means destroyer. So the king of all of this chaos, the king over all of this locusts, of all of the demonic, literally, his name is destroyer. I mean, think about John 10, 10. What's the role of Satan? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's the whole point. A thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So this is the picture, you guys, that we're beginning to see in the fifth trumpet. Now, remember the eagle. To go back to yesterday. The eagle who's flying by after the sun, the moon, and the stars have been changed, right? There's things that are being altered. The eagle flies by and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because the remaining trumpet blasts that the three angels are about to sound. So, Kevin, the fifth trumpet is the demonic invasion is coming to torment people, right? For five months. And you're going to hope and wish to die. So hence, the fifth trumpet ends woe number one. And then he says, there are still two more woes to come after this. And I'm thinking, well, that's pretty bad. 
I mean, I, seriously, I'd rather die than be tormented for five months and people trying to kill themselves. So now here you have two more woes coming into place and the sixth trumpet blows his trumpet. So this is an angel. John is watching one, two, three, four, five, sixth angel. He knows there's seven. He's like, man, this is unbelievable. I still don't know how he writes this stuff down. I know it's the Lord. I know it's the Holy Spirit inspired. But like to to recall all of this and the details and such an incredible way to write it out. And it's it's perfect. And like all of this points to the coming Messiah, the sixth angel blew his trumpet from the four horns of the gold altar. That is before God, I heard a voice. So now this is the same altar, you guys, that we're talking about, this language of the, the, the altar of mercy, the prayers, right? In the heavenly throne. So you have the offerings of the praise, the, the praise of the saints. Like this is the heavenly offering. This is that same place to the sixth angel Here's what I want you to do. Who had the trumpet? Release the four angels bound at the great river Euphrates. Euphrates. Okay, so there's angels that are literally bound up at the great river Euphrates. Kevin, does it get any more strange? Well, yeah, it does. Totally (laughs) does. Now, here's the question. Why? uh, Who are these four angels? Like if they're bound up, like I don't think of heavenly angels as being bound. Do you? Not bound. Yeah, I don't either. You know, and before the trumpets are, or before the uh, 144,000 are sealed, it says they were the four angels at the corners of the earth were told to wait. To wait, but not bound. But they're, they're not bound. So all the four angels that have been inbound, look what this says. It says in verse 15, so the four angels who were prepared, now look at this, for the hour, day, month, and year were released to kill a third of the human race. So the sixth trumpet, uh, man, you can label it all kinds of different ways. Demons wage war, (laughs) according to MacArthur. uh, I think you're going to begin to see here Uh, really an army that's going to begin to unfold here. So they're coming in here to kill, look at this, a third of the human race. It says in verse 16, the number of mounted troops was 200 million. I heard their number. So like when you have a vision sometimes, like man, I was studying for this this morning. I I have to tell you, this is the craziest. I listen to everything under the sun, all all this worship stuff. I listen to it all. Kanye, I listen to country music. I listen to like 90s. I listen to Tony Hicks music, you know, like all this stuff. And I heard the Lord so clearly say, Christy Knuckles. And I was like, what? Like I heard the name. No, no question. And I... I mean, maybe I listened to her music as a Christian person, you know, on radio or something, but I can't tell you I've ever listened to an album. And I literally typed in her name and I literally went to one song and I lost it. There was a song there that was like just for me today in order to keep studying. Like that's just that's how God works. And I heard literally her name. I've never met her. I've never seen her. And I heard the name. And I have to imagine when John is seeing all this stuff, I actually believe when he says, I heard their number, I heard 200 million, 200 million. That's what's been released from the Euphrates. You guys, that's the picture. The four angels are releasing a 200 million army. And this is how I saw the horses in my vision. 
just so you know, some people would say, well, and I'm not saying this lightly or am I accusing anybody of anything? Okay, this is what people do, though. They'll, they'll take the description of the locusts or the demons and say, well, this is an army. This is an army like China has. They claim to have a 200 million person army. So people make those assumptions. I, look, I have no idea. I just want to make sure you know that people do say these things, trying to tie it together, which I don't have a problem with because you're being watchmen on the wall. But I'm, I can't say that dogmatically. In verse 17, he says, this is how I saw the horses in my vision. The horsemen had breastplates that were fiery red, hyacinth blue and sulfur yellow. The heads of the horses were like lion's heads and from their mouths came fire, smoke and sulfur. In other words, you guys, they are literally being described. And I like this image of fire, smoke and sulfur. So we're on the sixth trumpet, the demonic wage war. Maybe it's a little army. Maybe it's an army of the demons. But it says this. And Kevin, how many people are killed in this process? A third of of mankind is wiped out from the sixth trumpet. Says a third of the human race in verse 18 was killed by these three plagues, by the fire, smoke and the sulfur that came from their mouths. Again, that could be something. Now, here's what's interesting. If you go to Revelation 6, 8. okay, can you go back there for a second? In Revelation 6, 8. okay, when we're talking about uh, the fourth seal. Okay, in the fourth seal, it says this. uh, Hades was following. As I looked, there was a pale green horse. The horseman on it was death and Hades was following after him. Authority was given to over uh, over to them over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, by famine, by plague and by wild animals of the death. So, Kevin, according to this, in the fourth seal, a fourth of the earth is killed. Correct. So in Revelation six, a fourth of the earth is killed. So now I want you to jump into in, in, I'm in Revelation nine, verse 18, a third of the human race was killed. If, if that's the case, you're basically saying a third and a fourth, basically over half of the earth now has been killed. Some people would say that all of these are the same. Some people say the seals and the trumpets are the same. You've heard this argument, you've heard this discussion. I just really feel like they're, they're distinct. I feel like they build on each other. And so in this, I think it's okay to say, I mean, it's not okay, but a third of the human race is killed. And now all of a sudden you have what, or a fourth of it is killed. And then a third, like we're losing people left and right in the process of the seals and the trumpets. And it says, for the power of the horses is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails, which resemble snakes, have heads and they afflict injury with them. The only thing I would just say is at this point, praise God, they're dying not being tormented, (laughs) right? Because you know they wanted to be tormented earlier on on the fifth trumpet, but at least now in the sixth trumpet, they're being killed. I don't say that loosely, you guys, but people wanted to die back then. And in verse 20, or coming, I shouldn't say back then, coming. Now watch this, in verse 20, here's here's where it gets interesting. The rest of the people who were not killed by these plagues, look at this, they didn't repent. The whole point of what we're going through in the seals and the trumpets is to turn people to Christ. Cry out that salvation is of the Lord. And yet, despite people dying left and right, probably with, I think it's a fair statement, those that are sealed, the 144,000, they're probably talking about Yeshua. They're probably preaching the word of God somewhere in this process. And people around them are still not repenting of the works of their hands because they're still okay with their idols. And they got to stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, which are not able to see, hear, or walk. And it says, and they did not repent of their murders, their sorcerers, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. In other words, you guys, as we begin to unpack uh, a lot of destruction 
through the six trumpets. Kevin, his whole point is, is this, please, repent and turn to me. I've killed over half of the world's population and people still are not turning from their ways. All right, guys, we're going to continue on starting in Revelation 10 through 14. Woo! A lot more of the tribulation and the trumpets. All right, thanks. Thanks.